Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called The Walking Dead. Today's sermon is entitled Reviving the Dead. Today we're going to be looking at Ezekiel 37, where God says, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the words of the Lord. We're also going to find out that some things are dead and they just need to stay that way. So today, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, y'all ready to dive in this day? Today, we're continuing our series, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Uh, I, I messed up a little bit. I, I was going to go and uh, continue last week's but uh, sermon, but uh, I, I decided to uh, just go ahead and move forward. And so uh, there won't be any screen notes. I do apologize for that. So y'all bear with us today. But today I want to talk to you guys about a topic called reviving the dead. Reviving the dead. Ah, man, I'll tell you what. We've been talking about zombies for the last few weeks. The last few weeks we've been talking about these uh, uh, figures and you know what a zombie looks like. And I've kind of gave you guys a, a demonstration of what a zombie kind of is and uh, a, a, a state of mind that they could be in. And I gave you the example of Tasha when she wakes up in the morning because she likes to kiss me goodbye and lock the door behind me. Y'all want to see it again? Y'all want to see it again? For one, I'll do it again because we got some new people on our online campus. So, so a zombie is a, a person in an unlike state of mind. They don't have a really mindset, and, and they, they're kind of heartless, and they're kind of missing some brains up there. And they kind of walk around real slow and sluggish. So every morning when I leave to go to work, Tasha likes to kiss me goodbye in and, and, uh, and our door, and she likes to make sure the door's locked. Even if I lock it, she would come in behind me and double-check it because she's weird like that. Uh, and, so, and so she come, and she kisses me goodbye, and it's every morning. I promise you, can't make this up. This is how she does. <laughs> she, she's in this she's in this zombie state of mind she's in this sleepy state and and like she hasn't been quite woke up yet and she's walking around in this state of mind that is lost <laughs> in this true story <laughs> and I, I mean i'm like i'm like tasha i got to go i got to leave and she's getting out of bed okay okay <laughs> I'm like, is she dead? Do I need to <laughs> double tap? What do we need to do here? <laughs> but signs of zombies now, signs of zombies. You know, we talked about in the first week, we talked about how, you know, how did they not know these were zombies in The Walking Dead? How did they not know that, that a zombie apocalypse was taking place? Well, for us, we've seen the TV shows, we've seen the movies, and, and you know, uh, when, they, when they come up with The Walking Dead and the series, they had to go in a state of mind. The creators were, hey, there's never been a zombie apocalypse. There's never been this thing. So basically, you didn't know what was going on. So this was pre-zombie world, pre-knowledge of zombies. So that's how they come up with the show. And so, and so, and so what was funny is, is, is that we see different signs of zombies. They act... Mindless. They act like they're lazy. They don't know what's going on. They a lot of times act like they're starving to death. Like, man, they got to eat everything in the house. They got to have this speech every morning like Tasha is. 
Some of you are thinking, man, this sounds like my teenagers. <laughs> I know, right? I got a 10-year-old that thinks she's going on 21, and she has these zombie-like signs. And she's like, <laughs> I'm like, what'd you say? She's like, <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> and there's some mornings she'll, she'll come downstairs, and she's like, um, um, just like her mama, dragging her feet and, and sliding around trying to get to the door. But y'all got to wake up. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> Parents, your kids ever act like that? You say, man, my kids, they act the same way every morning. Or maybe your spouse is going to be pointing fingers, act the same way as Tasha, right? It's okay. <laughs> but zombies are without speech. They're without speech. I know when you watch The Walking Dead, and I, of course I haven't watched it recently. I, I stopped watching it. The last episode I watched for the ones that uh, have been watching it for a while or dedicated fans, Glenn was in the trash can. And that's all I can tell you. Glenn was in the trash can. I know now that Glenn did not, uh, oh, Lord, help him. See, I done got him excited that Glenn was in the trash can. <laughs> but Glenn died. Ooh, praise God. Two Dr. Peppers now. <laughs> I love Dr. Peppers. But, but, but I said all this, that, that, uh, that zombies are without speech. And, and, and so when The Walking Dead first takes place, they, they didn't realize that they couldn't talk. I mean, so they were like, it's like, hey, man, hey, I, I need direction on what's going on. I need help to get somewhere. And they're like, rah. <laughs> and so they're, out, they're, they're without a voice. And oftentimes this generation is becoming more and more speechless. Generations are becoming less Unless have the ability to talk about Christ, to spread the gospel of Jesus. We get put in a, in a shell that says, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't be that way. Pastor Michael, you can't talk about this on Facebook because they're going to flag your videos, they're going to do it. They do it every single week and that's okay because we're going to continue to preach the gospel of Jesus because they're not going to silence us. We have a generation that's becoming without a voice. And see, the enemy, he doesn't want us to have a voice. The enemy's goal is every morning when you guys get up on Sunday morning to make sure you don't make it here to Medic Church. Our worship team, they have a voice that wants to help us to enter into the presence of God. We worship with praise and glory. And they do a phenomenal job, and I love our praise team, and they're so awesome. Fernando does a wonderful job, and Abby does amazing. They sing so great. Because y'all sure don't want me singing. He cut that one part out in the song. And I'm like, hey, man, that was my part. They don't know it ain't me. <laughs> y'all don't like, I don't like to sing. I'm not good at it, but I have to sometimes. But, 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 but man, they, they enter the praises. But the enemy knows that, that when we begin to praise God, it begins to shake the enemy's camp. So he begins to try to silence us. That's why oftentimes you may get behind a slow driver. You may go through the McDonald's drive through and they're slow this morning. Because the enemy wants to silence us. See, the Bible talks about places of death. And we're going to dive here in just a moment to that. But there's some places of death in the United States. Did y'all know this? There's some places of death. You ever heard of a place called Death Valley? Death Valley. I was so close to Death Valley, I could almost smell it. <laughs> but it's, in, it's a desert in the eastern part of California. Eastern part of California. And uh, we went out to uh, uh, Las Vegas a couple of times, and I was like, hey, the first time we went out there, I rented a car. I'm like, I'm going to go to Dead Valley. I just want to go see it. 
I'm going to go to California because I've never been to California. I'm just going to go check out some sceneries, you know what I mean? Then I realized how far it was from where we were at. I'm like, I'm not doing that. There's this place in America called Death Valley. It sits about 282 uh, feet below sea level. And the valley is designed that the heat, that it heats the air much like a conventional oven. So, you know, you turn on your oven and all of a sudden the heat gets around in there. It's like a big hot box. <laughs> that's, what that's pretty much what Death Valley is. There's been times where the, the greatest number of consecutive days of 100 degrees now, 100 degrees, we all get upset when it's 80 degrees, but imagine it being 100 degrees for over 140, 154 days. 154 consecutive days of 100 plus degree temperature. I don't know about y'all, I'm big, I'd lose my mind. I like to be hot, but not that hot. <laughs> the average precipitation, the rain in Death Valley, is about 2.36 inches. Man, we get that in about a sneeze over in North Carolina. You move the right way and we get about two inches of rain. <laughs> Not in Death Valley. They get that in a whole entire year. A year. There's another place called the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. It's 1,401 feet below sea level. It's 31 miles long, nine miles wide. And this is the Jordan River, which is full of life, flows in in between both of these and death, uh, the Dead Sea is 9.6 times saltier than our oceans around the earth that's a lot of salt anybody ever been out to the beach and you got salt water into your mouth nasty? the Dead Sea is 9.6 times saltier than that I'll just kind of give you some uh, boring statistics here but I'm just trying to show you some different things and then there's the graveyards the graveyards, man, we see these oftentimes. You ride around, and we always joke. We're like, people dying to get in there. <laughs> it's okay. You can laugh. <laughs> people are dying to get in there. It's the graveyard. Some of us even have graveyards at home, maybe at our jobs. But there's a valley of dry bones in the Bible that it talks about. In the prophet Isaiah, I mean Ezekiel, has a conversation with God in this graveyard, this cemetery, this place of death, this place known as the Valley of Dry Bones. And I love this, this portion in the Bible, and, and it's really what was built off of our revived student ministry, and, 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 we, and, we, and we looked at this really deep. But, but the prophet Ezekiel here, in Ezekiel 37, 1 through, uh, 4, uh, 1 through 10, sorry, says in verse 1, The Lord took a hold of me, I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. So imagine with me now. God comes to you and like, hey, listen, I'm taking you with me. We're going somewhere. I need you to go. Well, Pastor Michael, you're always telling us we got to go. God calls us. We got to go. No questions asked, right? This is what's happening right here. He goes and he's like, hey, I'm just going to roll with Jesus. I'm going to roll with God over here. Where's he taking me? I don't know. Wherever you lead, I will follow. This is why people get hesitant sometimes because, listen, God took him to a valley filled with bones. Now, imagine 
Imagine with me for a second that God shows up with you and he says, hey, I'm going to take you somewhere and you show up and you're in a valley of bones now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is he going to sacrifice me? Is he about to eat me? Is he about to Jeffrey Dahmer me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is, what's going on here? I'm about to get, I'm about to get got. <laughs> Anybody? Nobody? Okay, that's cool. In verse 2, he led me around amongst the bones that, that covered the, the, the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Verse 3, he said, Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? I should have got a skeleton for this. Abby's mic is not a skeleton, but imagine with me this is a skeleton. He shows up and he says, Hey, these bones, can they live again? Can they live again? Ooh. And I like his response here. He says, oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. So he's straight up like, hey, man, Jesus or God here, you already know the answer to your question here. You know you can do this. You know that these bones can live again. Now, if it's just me and you talking, we're going to go over here. I, I've had a lot of chicken wings in my life, and I know good and well, <laughs> them chickens ain't coming back to life. <laughs> if we go down here to East Coast Wings this afternoon to eat lunch, and, then, and we, we have a pile of wings, and them chicken ain't coming back. <laughs> but if God was there, and God said, hey, can these bones live again? Well, we all know that answer. Well, of course, God. But y'all check this out. <laughs> Verse 4. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the words of the Lord. So if you're taking notes or, or you got your Bible, highlight that. Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the words of the Lord. Listen to the words of the Lord. Because when God speaks, anything can happen. Anything can, can take place. A miracle can take place in your life all by the mention of the words, Lord, uh, the words of the Lord. Verse 5, this is what the servant Lord said. Look, I'm going to breathe, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. Woo! That's some words I like to be, be hearing there. He spoke. And when he spoke out, he said, as I speak, I will breathe life back into you. Yeah, check it out, check it out, check it out. I'm going to make you live again. Verse 6. I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will become life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Valley of dry bones. Some of our lives, sometimes we feel like we're dried out. We feel like those skeletons over there. We feel like that nothing we do is going to change the brokenness in our life. We feel dead. We feel heartbroken. We feel lost. Can you live again? Yes. And, 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 and God can breathe life back into every situation. Here at Medit Church, we're all about letting God restore the brokenness in our lives. We're all about letting him breathe life back into people. That's why we always tell you guys, we are life-giving church. We're a life-giving message. We're life-giving because we see life be given back to people. Pastor Michael... I can live again? Absolutely. Because God can restore you and restore the brokenness in your life. Yo, check it out, check it out. Check it out. Uh, so I speak this message, verse 7 here. Just as he had told me, suddenly as I spoke, 
there was a rattling noise all across the valley. See, when we speak the words of God, bones and stuff can start rattling. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Verse 8, then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the, the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still did not have breath in them. First of all, I'm going to be tripping out. <laughs> if we have a skeleton over here or have a whole bunch of bones, they start coming back together and, and skin starts coming. I'm already going to be I'm like, only God can do it, but I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> this is, I'm scared. But only God can do those things. In the human side of it, it's okay, God, I've seen you do this now. I, I, okay, that's great. But I don't see the breath enter into their body yet. Just wait to check it out. <laughs> Verse 9. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the wind. Son of man, speak a prophetic message and say, this is, this is what the, the servant of the Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bones so they may live again. So they may live again. I want you guys to know there is, there is life in your words. When you speak the words of God, you can breathe life into people. And the flip to that is you can also breathe death into people too. So I always encourage you when you speak, speak the words of God. Speak the correctness. Don't break, break people down, but be, build people up. So if God's calling you to speak... If God's calling you to do something, I encourage you to do what God's calling you to do because you could be restoring the brokenness in people's lives. He gave him a prophetic word to say, hey, these bones, these dry bones, hey, listen to what God is doing. Listen to the words of God because if you listen to the words of God, you can come back together. I can restore the brokenness in your life. I can fix the bones that are broken. I can put you back together as one whole. And if you continue to listen to the words of God, if you continue to listen to what he said in your life and, and, and continue to speak life, then you can breathe again. And so, and so he, God, God said, oh, I like this. Verse 10, so I spoke the message as he commanded and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet like a great army, like a vast army, like a massive troop ready to go to battle. Verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you feel like you're just dried up old bones that God can't do nothing with. I get in and out of trucks all the time, emergency vehicles. I've been doing it for 18 years. It's take a toll on my body. It hurts me to get down some of these trucks some days. I got in there the other day, and I'm like, oh, getting too old for this. I'm just getting rough on my body. And I felt like all hope is gone sometimes. I've even felt like in my ministry that there's been times because of things that I have done in my life that I can never be able to be able to be forgiven for some of the things that I've done in my life. I wanted to give up countless times. And maybe you're sitting back on the back row today. Sorry, back row. Maybe you're just sitting back and, and, and you're thinking, man, that's me. I've been dried up. I've been washed out. There's no hope for me. But God can breathe life into you again. 
online campus. God can breathe life into you today. God, whatever situation you're going through, whatever brokenness you have in your life, God can restore that brokenness in you today. Verse 14, he says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord who has spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. The Lord has spoken. See, the bones uh, illustrate our structure, but not our strength. Y'all ever heard the word big bone? I'm not fat, I'm just big bone. (laughs) Me too, (laughs) 100%. But did you know that your bones are not what makes you strong? Your bones are not what makes you strong. It's just the foundation that holds you up. Your muscles, your, your body, that's what gives you the strength in, your, in your, your things here. You know what I mean? I have bones. I have bones. I can go pick up stuff, but I can't go over here and I can't pick up 20 of these chairs at one time. I'm not strong enough. But I have the bones. I have the foundation to do it. That's my structure, but it's not my strength. Your marriage, your jobs, your family, your friendship, your finances must have a structure. They have to have a structure. But the strength that they have is where you light with God. If you're having a, a, a struggle in your marriage, a struggle in your job, a struggle in your family, a struggle in your finances, maybe you need to step back and evaluate where your priorities are with God. You want to see a breakthrough in your life? Give it to God. And I'm not just telling you guys just to be telling you this. I'm telling you, if you want to see strength happen in your marriage, in your job, in your relationship with Christ, in your finances, give it to him and give him all of it. Don't give him just a portion. Well, Pastor Michael, I give when I can. I'm telling you, give every single week. Give abundantly and and pay your tithes on what you bring in. And and I promise you, you'll see things happen in your life. Big things happen. (laughs) I'm telling you, just don't trust me. Don't believe me. Try it out. Your family, your relationship, your job, the same exact way. You want good friends in your life? Start praying and say, God, reveal to me who's the serpents in my friendship circle and let me get them out. Let me remove them and watch what happens in your life. Sometimes we have people in our life that are breaking us down, not building us up. See, see, see. Sometimes when we feel like we failed in all those areas, we feel like that we can never be out. We feel like that we're broken. And we can't move forward from it. But listen, God said it's not over until he says it's over. It's not over until God says it's over. (laughs) You may feel like you're in the valley today. You may feel like you're those dry bones. But then it's not over until God says it's over. Because he's the one that can breathe life back into any situation. And I pray today, here in just a few moments, we're going to pray, and I'm going to pray for your marriages, your jobs, that your families and your finances and every part of your life that God will restore anything that's broken in your life. He'll bring life to those situations. Romans uh, 4 and 17 says, I am writing this in Scripture. I am making you the father of many nations. This is true before God. The God of Abraham believe, believe the God who gave life to the dead is to create because he created something from nothing. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He began to create every single thing. And when he began to make mankind, he created it from the dust of the earth. There was nothing. The world was without void and without form, and he created it from nothing. So if God can create us from nothing, 
absolutely nothing. He can touch your situation. He can fix you back the way it needs to be. Right, I got to hurry. I'm way behind. Some things are dead and need to stay that way. Number one, if you're taking points or notes, some things are dead and they need to stay that way. I say this all the time. Some of us need to quit doing CPR to dead situations. There's things that are dead in our life and they need to stay that way and we need to quit going back over there and try to revive those situations. They don't need to be, leave it alone. Their frozen song, I love it, says let it go. Let it go. Sometimes we just need to let things go. There's people in our life that's done bad things to us and we're still up worrying about it at night while they're at home sleeping in their nice cozy warm bed. We need to let things go. Some things need to be, uh, they need to be back there and they need to, need to stay that way. Those dead situations, some of that dead stuff needs to stay back yonder and we don't need to touch it. Some of those hairstyles and habits, <laughs> some of those lifestyles. And bun. Second Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone belongs to Christ, they're a new in creation. The old things have gone and everything is made new. See, when we come in here and we give ourselves to Christ and we give our whole self and we ask God to forgive us, we need to turn from our old ways and not go back to them. Pastor Michael, I got to go back to those things because they make me feel good. It's a lie from the enemy because he wants you to fill those gaps in your heart with things that ain't pleasing to Christ. And that's why I love baptism because when we see that transformation going under the water and coming back, it's a resemblance of the old you becoming new in Christ. And I love doing baptism. I can't do, wait till we do the next one. But, 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 but when, we, when we ask for forgiveness and we pray that God will forgive us, we got to quit going back to the old us. And what I like about when we ask for forgiveness, it keeps a record of no wrong. It keeps a record of no wrong. It's not like our spouses sometimes when they get in an argument and they pull out the filing cabinet and they go back to March 22nd of 2014 at, at 2 o'clock in the morning and you did this. I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Stop women doing that. Men, stop bringing up the past. Leave things alone. Leave things alone. But regret keeps us focused. On our past too. Anybody in here? Don't raise your hands. Anybody in here have any regrets? There's some things in my life I sometimes I regret doing. I regret eating that last taco sometimes. But I regret some things. But I'm also glad that I experienced those things because I know what God can bring me from. If God can take me from where I was in my past and bring me to where I'm at today and leading a church, I mean, God could do anything. If, if I can be dead bones and dry bones and then feel like I can live again and God can bring me and restore the brokenness in my life, he could do it for you too. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Stop, regretting, uh, stop regretting those things that keep you focused on the past. Quit staying back here. Quit worrying about them. Quit thinking about them. And I encourage you today to let it go. Because when you stop letting, when you let it go and you start focusing on forward and what God has for you in your life, your life's going to turn upside down. You may have struggles. You may have things that you have to go through. 
And it may not always be uh, sunshine and, and rainbows out there, guys. It's been a struggle for me, and it's been hard for my walk. And, and, and when God was trying to lead me, when I said yes, I mean, we got attacked by the enemy because the enemy don't want us doing good. That's just the reality. That's what's good about corporate worship. When we come together and we worship and we let God lead us. Today, I encourage you with the things that you may be focused on in the past. I'll go get a shovel and I'll help you bury it. If we got to go out and we got to get physical paper and you got to write them down, we got to go out here and bury a hole, we'll do it. I'll go get the shovel. I got to count at Lowe's, we'll go get one. Bury them. Now listen, don't bury that person now, you know what I'm saying? Don't go out and create murder. Pastor Michael said it was okay to go out here and kill someone. That ain't what I'm saying now. Don't take it out of context, Trina. Trina, you better calm it down. Don't go bury that person now. I'm not going to help you do that. <laughs> but maybe there's somebody that's done you wrong, but you need to say, hey, God, I forgive them and bury the past. Bury the past. Uh, Philippians uh, 3, 12 through 14. I didn't mean to say that. I have already achieved those things or that I have already reached prof uh, proficiency. But I press on to the, per the perfection for which Christ Jesus first pursued me. It tells us in verse 13, it says, No, dear brother and sister, I have not achieved it, but I focused on this one thing, getting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14, I press on. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. Guys, our reward isn't here on earth, it's in heaven. Doesn't matter what we have in this earth. It doesn't matter how much money we have, how many credit cards we have, how many, how many uh, 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 hidden dollar bills we have, uh, $100 bill, $20 bills. It doesn't matter. None of this is going to get us to heaven. None of it's going to matter once we get to heaven. None of it's going to matter once we take place and we're standing in front of God. Well, God, here, I paid my tithes. I paid my $20. I paid my $100. I paid this. I did that. I gave to the, the candy trunk or treat. I gave in my time. I gave in singing. I gave in worshiping. I was here every single week. None of that matters unless you have a relationship with Christ. We can go through every step that we want to go through and we can go through each and every week and being here and being there and doing every single thing but if we don't have a relationship with Christ, none of it matters. When we start keeping focus on the past, well, Pastor Michael, they did me dirty, they did me wrong. If I kept relying on that and I kept holding on to those things that people have done to me, we would never achieve anything that we've seen and the things that we've seen in the last almost three years. If I would have let people, the people that's done me wrong, stop us from doing what God's called us to do, we wouldn't have seen lives be transformed, brokenness be restored in people's lives. Why am I sharing this with you? Because I want you to know that the regrets that we had, the things that we had to go through, the trials, the tribulations, the heartaches, the ups, all nights worrying and crying. I had to forgive a lot of people I didn't want to forgive, but when I did and I pressed forward, our ministry exploded and we got to do great things and we got to see great things happen and we're continuing to see things happen and take place. So I encourage you to forgive, forget, and move on. I got to hurry, I got to hurry, I got to hurry. Some things trip us up and we appear dead again. Sometimes when we go through this life, we're going to stumble, we're going to fall, we're going to make mistakes. Let's just face it, we're all human, we're going to stumble. The enemy's out to steal, steal and destroy us each and every day. Every single day, he's out to us. If you're being attacked by the enemy daily on a daily basis, hey, one counted as a good thing because guess what? You're valuable. 
You're valuable. And the enemy wants to break you down and he wants to destroy you. He's wanting to make you stumble. He wants to make you fall. Listen, 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 listen. When you stumble and you fall and you make a mistake, one, I encourage you, try not to, but when you do, God still loves you. Let me tell you something. God hates sin. God doesn't hate the sinner. I'm so sick of these churches saying, well, you can't come here because you did this in your past. Well, guess what? When God said, hey, I, well, you came to me and you gave me your whole self, you asked for forgiveness, I've forgiven you and I pushed it as far as the east is from the west. So when the enemy is attacking you, and you stumble, and you fall. Guess what? Here at Medit Church, we're going to open our arms and we're going to love you. We're going to accept you, and we're going to forgive you, and we're going to give you the tools necessary to let God restore the brokenness in your life. Because, because we may trip up, and we may feel like that we've dead again. Well, Pastor Michael, I messed up. Me too. Me too. In the last two and a half years, almost three years, you know how many times I probably messed up a whole buttload of a lot. Does that make me any less of a Christian? No, because we're all falling short of the glory of God, so I have to repent on a daily basis. Just like a treadmill. Oftentimes, I don't know if you've ever fell on a treadmill. If you want to watch some funny videos, go to YouTube and type in uh, people fall off treadmills. You'll laugh. It's funny. But how many times maybe you got on a treadmill or maybe you tried to do something and, you've, and you messed up? Maybe you fell. Maybe you've been like me, you've been on a treadmill and you've been running, you stumbled, you fell. Guess what? It didn't stop me from getting back up and getting back on the treadmill. Just like my walk in Christ, I gave up. I walked away. I said, God, I'm not doing it anymore. I have no desire to be in Christianity in the church ever again. Because I let people and past regrets and past hurts stop me from what God had called me to do. And I appeared dead in the bones. I was in that valley. But God took me. He molded the bones back together. The skin and the flesh come back together as one. And he bred life into me again. Some things are dead and need to live again. Some of you may have passion, enthusiasm, in your life. Those things we need to rekindle again. Pastor Michael, I used to be, I used to be on fire for God. I used to be this. I used to be that. I used to be joyful all the time. I used to, I used to have dreams. I used to say and speak to people and talk to people. Because how other people's done me, I'm no longer happy. I no longer have a passion. I just right out don't care about life. Bless you. But that's what the enemy wants to constantly tell us. And I'm not going to read all these scriptures here, but i got a bunch of them. We'll dump them somewhere online. But one thing I want to tell you is speak to your life today. I'm closing with this. Speak with your life today. You want joy back in your life? Speak it today. You want passion back in your life? Speak it today. Speak to God like, God, I want my passion back. God, give me my passion back. God, give me my desire to love again back. God, give me my compassion to speak out your, your name. Give me my, your, my passion to help others. Give me back this. Give me back my joy, God. 
Maybe you like you were talking about last week. You're on the you're on the middle. You don't you're not on fire for God, and you don't want to have nothing to do God. You're kind of in the middle. You're kind of riding along, and God said, "I'll spit the, the lukewarmness out of my mouth." Now I'm not telling you you had to get up here and preach every Sunday morning. That's not everybody's cup of tea. Tasha's not going to get up here and she's not going to speak up here on Sunday morning. It's just not going to happen. That's not what God's called her to do. But you know what God's called her to do? Love people. Have compassion for people. And I can tell you guys some things that's happened in our walk and in our ministry that would blow your mind. I'm not going to take the time or waste anybody's time doing it because I buried it. But it took a lot of praying and seeking after God. Saying, hey God, restore the brokenness in our lives. And, and that's what I want to see for you guys. I want to see those people that were once lost, that now they're found. That once had this desire and this heart, hot-filled passion for God and had this heart-filled to want to see life restored. Here at Minute Church, that's all I care about, seeing people's lives restored. Seeing people come back to know who Christ is. Just over a year ago, we lost somebody that, that <clears throat> had become to the church that said they would never step foot back in another church building, much less this one. And when it come rolling in here that day, man, it won, it, I, was, I was nervous, but I gave it to God. I said, God, you could do more in a moment than I can do in 10,000 lifetimes. But because we showed love, compassion, acceptance, and showed them that God forgives them, life was restored and brokenness was fixed in the individual's life. And today, I know that they're standing in glory in the presence of God, worshiping with God in heaven. And it wasn't nothing that we did. The only thing that we did was answer the call. And we seeked after God and we prayed to God and said, God, listen, we've messed up. We stumbled. We've fallen. We were in the valleys of dry bones. God, help us and restore the brokenness in our life because we want to see other people restored. And if God can do it in my life, he can do it in your life. If he can do it in Chris's life, he can do it in anybody's life. I've seen it. I've been in church my entire life and I've seen God restore brokenness in countless lives. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've seen things. And today, all you have to do is speak life back into whatever you're dealing with. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep pushing forward. Keep progressing. Keep moving. Keep reading. Keep believing and keep trusting. For last week or last couple of weeks, Abby's been doing a Facebook Live because she felt like that's what God's called her to do. She's like, I want, to, I want to get involved in the Bible study. We talked about this a little bit this morning. She's like, hey, I, I, I felt like that I tried to find something. She felt like that God was calling her just to do it. And she's been doing it. I've been watching her. Two years ago, I don't think she would have ever done that. But because she keeps praying and she keeps fasting, she wants more of God. When you keep praying, you keep fasting, you keep seeking, you're going to want more. It's just like when you do a research project, sometimes if you're like me, I want to know more of what's happening. I want to know why. And I keep going deeper and deeper and deeper in the same way with us today. When we go to God and we find God, we want to go deeper and deeper. And by every desire is Christ. And today we want to pray that life will be given back to you, our online campus, our podcast listeners, and everybody that may listen to this later on. You guys will stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you for letting everybody be here. God, they're here for a reason. They're here for to, to, to come to know you. They're here for a purpose, God. God, whatever that reason may be, Lord, right now, we just ask that you will touch the brokenness in their life, God. 
God, restore people, God. Let, let the bones become whole again, Father. Let the skin and the flesh become one. And God, breathe life back in them so they can live again. God, if it's their finances, God, God, I pray that you'll touch their finances, God. God, if it's their uh, joy that they need back, God, God, I pray over their joy. Lord, let them begin to speak the truth. And Lord, let them know when they stumble, they fall just like the treadmill story, God. God, that they can get back up and continue the race. Lord, help them to bury things in their life, God. And God, let them not hold on to those past regrets. And let them focus on you and not the things behind them. And if you don't know who Jesus is or you want to make a decision for Christ today, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Help me when it gets hard. When the enemy comes at me, reassure me that you're always there with me. And if I stumble and I fall, God, God, help me to get back up and to keep moving forward. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.